I'm trying to be serious here. No, I know. <laughs> Look, I just, I have an issue that almost everything you say is quite funny to me. But I'm, I'm done with it. I'm absolutely fucking, I'm serious. I'm completely serious right now. Evening, Ben. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right, thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm recovering from COVID. Recovering from COVID. Uh, yes. You and your whole family. Yeah, but but the pandemic's over, you see. The virus is gone. But uh, somehow I've got it for the first time in two years. Um, it's not very pleasant, is it? I know people have gone on by it, haven't they, for a while. I've always thought it's a bit of a fuss over nothing, but it's not very nice, actually. You thought it was a fuss over nothing, did you? I thought it was fuss over nothing. Well, um, <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about today? Well, we've got our good friend Ian Dunton, uh, and oh. who is now a columnist at the I newspaper. Yeah. Yes, it was undoubtedly the fame I gained after appearing on this podcast the first time. I think. Yeah. That really I set so. jet boosters. Boosted you. Well, I mean, it, it come welcome. afterwards. Uh, it did. <laughs> <laughs> therefore must be caused by it. So, yeah, yeah. that worked out well yeah. for me. Direct cause it. Oh, my tablet's making noise. Stop doing that. Oh, <laughs> now we're back to the level of professionalism that I have long grown to admire. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, welcome back, Ian. Thank you for coming back. Not at all. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, columnist of the Iron newspaper and host of the Oh God, What Now podcast, which formerly Romaniacs. Did you know that... Uh, we had a reviewer who um, actually said that our podcast was basically the equivalent of your podcast, but more psychotic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> where, where was the re- where was the reviewer from? Yeah, there's just someone someone on um, on an Apple podcast said it's a bit like the Oh God, What Now podcast, but more like but more psychopathic. Psychopath. Yeah, more. It's like a psychopathic version of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you know, you could take that in many ways, but I, oh, I would choose to be flattered by it. I yeah. definitely chose to be flattered by it because, uh, to be, you know, you've got a, uh, yours is much more professional and decent podcast, and yeah, I took it as a compliment. So uh, to be put in the same <laughs> sentences is, is, was very nice. Um, so how are you, Ian? Yeah, I mean, you are still to this day the, the only person that's ever interviewed me about my book by saying, explain your book to me before I finish this pint. Uh, and then finishing the pint 40 seconds later, which I thought was, was should have been really your whole, you know, unique selling point as a podcast. Really, after that, you should have just thought, just people can come on and they can make whatever case they want, but they have to have finished it by the time that's that That's a good idea, I've actually. I might do that more often. Um, well, thanks for coming on. and. Today we're going to do, well, what we're going to talk about is we're going to do a little bit of a check-in on the state of liberalism in the UK, just briefly. But then we're going to talk about a uh, passion of Ian's uh, and a growing passion of mine, actually, uh, which is uh, comics. And, uh, yeah, so our love of comics, uh, where your love of comics came from, how it was sustained into adulthood, what it means to you, etc., etc. That's it. And I would like it noted as well that I I did put out as many warnings as I could to you in private messages to say, you know, you are going to lose half, maybe two thirds or three quarters of your audience. And yet you somehow chose to to do this topic anyway, which is... Yeah, well, we'll just put it on record now. If you don't 
like it, <laughs> fuck off now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, because I think it's I think it's interesting to listen to something that someone else is passionate about, even if you're not. Yeah, I, I think agree. That. I agree. And if other people don't think that, then you know that's their loss. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, cool. So music. Da, 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 da. How are you going to introduce this bit then, Ben? Like, like this. Like this. So, Ian, uh, <laughs> don't laugh too much. Might, might make some song from it. Oh, yeah, no, please don't do that again. Oh, that was like that very good. Yeah. No, no, that was like going through some kind of fucking drug nightmare <laughs> listening to that. Like, that was genuinely quite an upsetting experience for me. It wasn't quite as upsetting as it was for Ben. To hear that clip of what was it, Donald Trump saying billions and billions <laughs> for about I don't know what felt like three or four hours. It wasn't quite that bad, but but it was pretty it was pretty aggressive. So last time he yeah. came on in, which is a long time ago, now it's two thousand and twenty, back in the nightmare days, <laughs> and we discussed your excellent book, How to Be a Liberal, uh, the story of liberalism, and the fight for its survival. So. What I wanted to touch upon was the survival element. Don't laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Serious discussion. The fight for its survival. Uh, Where are we now in Britain? I'm trying to be serious here. No, I know. No, I just, I have an issue that almost everything you say is quite funny to me. But I'm I'm done with it. I'm absolutely fucking, I'm serious. I'm completely serious right now. No, seriously though. Um, Saying seriously, though, isn't helping. Is no, it? it's not. It's actually quite, mm. quite uniquely unhelpful. Well, where is, so where are um, we with liberalism? Well, what's... You're asking him. Yes, I am, aren't I? What, what's, <laughs> yeah. come up since, what's come up since then is the police... <laughs> the Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Bill. Now, you've written quite extensively on this, eloquently as well. Um, and... Interesting, isn't it? Because it's quite a a severe. Uh, still, no, I'm still, sorry, I'm done. I'm done. Honestly, it's a very good way to sober me up. Just okay. saying, the police crime and sentencing bill. So, this is a bill, essentially, isn't it, to try and lower the threshold in which police can clamp down on protest. And I think the interesting thing about it is that it's such a uh, it's such a rushed and. Uh, very direct attack on on things that are happening right now. It's not. It's like it's not. It's not a, a long thought out process, is it? It's the government getting pissed off about Extinction Rebellion. It's the government getting pissed off about Steve Breer, the Brexit protester, and specifically trying to clamp down on these things, isn't it? Not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's because they fucking hate protesters. Um, so they'll swan around the world. I mean, um, Dowden, the Tory chairman, was in Washington. Just, I think, two days before the bill came back to the Commons, banging on about freedom of speech and how only conservatives are in freedom of speech and you've got to protect it against these woke mm. mobs and blah, 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 blah. 
but in actual fact, they spend an awful lot of their time attacking freedom of speech, but the freedom of speech that comes from groups that they think that they don't like. And number one among them are demonstrators. It's quite rare that you get right-wing demonstrations. You obviously get some far-right marches. I mean, back in the day, you get the Countryside Alliance and stuff like that, but they're right in thinking the protesters generally aren't on their side. Um, so they are aiming to silence them, and that's a pretty literal endeavour. So, I mean, the, the first thing the bill does is say... If a policeman, a single policeman, suspects that a single passerby could potentially be harassed, alarmed or distressed by the sound caused by a protest, they could impose restrictions on it. Those restrictions include on noise, on dispersal, on staying in one place, effectively ending the protest. If a protest could interfere with the business of an organization they can oh no sorry if they suspect that it could interfere with the business of an organization they can do the same thing so i mean quite obviously what that is that that is effectively the criminalization of protest it isn't in reality right they're not actually going to stop every single protest they come to but what they've done is they've handed the police the power to stop any protest that they damn well please whenever the fuck they please to do it um, so they won't do it for protests that, that they're not too fussed by. They probably won't do it for the protests outside of a Russian embassy over the Ukraine war, for instance. But they fucking could, because that protest is designed to interfere with the activities of an organization and to create noise. Uh, so, yeah, that's what, that's what the legislation aims to do. I think that's what it would accomplish. And it's a very conscious attempt to do it. It's not like sloppily worded, so it ended up having these impacts that they didn't foresee. Pretty Patel aims to do this, and that's what she is now doing. Yeah, that's just, that. Yeah, you touched upon it there, isn't it? It's that the the concern is all the intention seems to be that they will stop protests mm. that specifically the government doesn't doesn't like before they begin. And the current the current state is um, that you you had to show the pro, that a protest may uh, result in serious public disorder, serious damage to property, or serious disruption to life in the community. Now. Now that's actually, I mean, you could say it's a high threshold. It's not that high a threshold, though. Maybe it's a, you could you could argue it's a reasonable reasonable threshold. Um, it, it seems to me that, that 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 isn't something that really needs amending. It's quite a wide definition, and and that would uh, what happens now, especially with big major protests which are pre-planned. What often happens under that guidance is that um, the police and the protesters agree in advance some of the conditions and how long it will go on and uh, the nature of the protest. So so there's... Um, and that, that, that fundamentally seems right in a free society. The authority... The, this protest is allowed, but the authorities, the police uh, and the protesters can agree some boundaries beforehand within the law. And this just it seems to arbitrarily expand the police's powers to to clamp down on yeah as you say anything they don't like to imp- I, sh- I should add that, that it also expands hers because that phrase you use serious disorder um she gives herself the power using statutory instruments in the bill to redefine that whenever she fucking pleases statutory instruments are basically like little mini parliament laws they, they allow the sort of the minister to act by ministerial fiat uh, without having to really confer with Parliament. There's a complex manoeuvre, but, I mean, really, there's almost no parliamentary scrutiny at all of these things. They can't really be stopped. So at any given moment, the definition of serious disorder is now up for, for I beg your pardon, for Priti Patel to, to decide. Theresa Mayhem, 
thinking back to those beautiful halcyon days of 20, 2010 <laughs> to 2015. Yeah. But it's, it's worth pointing out, even fucking Theresa May stood up in the Commons to go, you know what, mate, that, that's a did. bit much. Like, you really shouldn't, on that power specifically, on the disorder power that Pretty Patel was giving her, going, no, you know what, you don't want to actually give yourself that much leeway. And coming from her, I mean, if we got into the stage where Theresa May is like the bastion of liberal conscience in the commons, we truly are categorically fucked. Yeah, so it's a, it looks to impose a start and finish time and set noise limits... And the fact that the rules can be applied to a demonstration of one person, so that so much of the legislation reveals that it's mm-hmm. a direct response to the Extinction Rebellion, and and the individual Brexit protester Steve Breer, because uh, uh, it seems they, they don't like the fact that he uses a loudspeaker and causes a bit of disruption, and of obviously the the uh, long term uh, anti-war protesters that were, were outside oh, yeah. of Parliament. Uh, the, uh, so uh, intentionally or recklessly causing public nuisance, causing serious unease, alarm or distress. I and mean, these these words in legislation are just too open to interpretation, are they not? Yeah, I mean, this is Thatcher stuff. I mean, that harassment, alarm and distress uh, sort of slogan, that came in with Thatcher uh, late 80s. And, and I agree, that to me just signified this fundamental change in law because suddenly it was putting it into an entirely subjective realm. And that was what it meant to do. I mean, it meant to hand the police discretion to pretty much do what they like. I should point out here, I've been arrested under that Law of the Public Order Act, Section 5, when I was um, in uni and protesting against the Iraq war. And it was the same thing. I mean, it was based, it was, I mean, if I, you know, it was because, I, it was because I told policemen to fuck off. I mean, that, that is what, that is why that happened, which, no, which is not great. I mean, I was 18 years old. It's not, it's not suitable behavior. And I, and I almost certainly wouldn't do it now. Have some respect. Um, I almost went down there myself to the Iraq war, but I, I couldn't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at least your heart was in the right place, sorry. I suppose. Even if sorry, people... I'm sorry. sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I was against it, though. Just not enough to travel. Anyway. <laughs> just, sorry, I just, just That should be this a whole category of political values, really, that you hold, but only for like a 40-mile 40, 40 journey, but no further. Nihilistic 20-year-old <laughs> man, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had it used, you know, and if it does get used against you, by the way, I mean, loads of the punishments in this bill are extremely draconian. I mean, loads of the time. Yeah, 10 years in, pri- 10 years in prison for damage to memorials. Was, was one of That's the particularly draconian, yeah. I mean, the others are, look, once the police impose a restriction on the protest, if you do not follow it, you're liable to go to, to jail for up to a year. Um, however, the thing is, that applies even if you weren't aware of the restriction, right? So when you're at a demo, the police will shout something on a loudspeaker, they'll put something out on social media. Very often, you won't be able to hear that because it's quite a chaotic uh, sort of environment and often quite a large sort of um, area that it's taking place in. Here, even if you are unaware of the restrictions, if you fail to abide by them, you'd be committing a criminal offence, um, which is kind of ironic, given that we're living at a time where Boris Johnson says that he's not guilty of anything in Partygate because he wasn't aware of the law that he himself wrote. None of that leniency applies to the protesters uh, in, in the policing bill. So, I mean, it's very draconian indeed. But you know what? The thing is, even if it wasn't that and you don't get sent to jail, and I have to tell you that, like, you know, the courts are a really useful defensive measure here because judges basically do not send 
peaceful protesters to jail like over and over. They will refuse to do it, no matter how much the government pushes them to in the legislation, that they're a really good sort of buffer against it. Even if you don't, you know, if you're an 18, 19 year old and you get convicted of a crime, that absolutely destroys your future career. I mean, it wouldn't have for me because I'm a journalist and anyone can do this job. No one tries to get in the way of it. But, for, you know, if you want to go into law after that, if, if you want to go I think even into teaching, there's all these areas, you would be prevented from doing so mm. for having contravened a regulation that you did not even know existed and which should have no legitimate right to exist in British law in the first place. And, yeah, and just some of the, well, um, some of the extension uh, rebellion protesters um we're not prosecuted or we're not sent to jail and some of this legislation seems to be aimed at changing that as well. So, it, I mean, it's, it, it seems to be legislation based on populism as, again, attract lots of people are pissed off with uh, the Extinction Rebellion protests. Even I, you know, I look at them and sometimes, you know, get annoyed. But they're trying to... Fire up that base instinct for 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 these for these people uh, that are you know blocking roads or the even people who are not necessarily don't believe in climate change or they just don't like their methods but they're trying to fire up people who get angry at these sort of people and and using that as a as a it, it almost seems like it's not something they necessarily believe in it's just a it's populism it's a way of trying to win votes it's a way of responding to a certain contingent of the of the electorate. I, you know, I do think that they believe in it. I mean, I do, I do think Pretty Patel believes in the stuff she's putting forward. I think she's just an out-and-out reactionary. And, I, you know, mm. you can sort of see the ones that do and the ones that don't on the culture war stuff. Like Dowden clearly doesn't. You know, he looks like a little meat puppet just being forced to enact an electoral strategy that it has only been half sketched out since Dominic Cummings left. I think Boris Johnson doesn't really believe in any of this stuff. But, so, I mean, you know, I think Lord Frost is what he claims to be, which is, you know, this blithering reactionary idiot. And I think that's exactly what Pretty Patel is. So I do think she wants to get them. I think they do hate protesters. I, I sort of don't doubt their conviction. I just think that, that their conviction is shabby as fuck.
So where where is the bill now then? What's happening? Now? It's ping pong right now. So the, the lords were absolutely brilliant about it. Um, so it came out of the, you know, the, the, it kind of tells you a lot about the parliamentary process because, by the way, when that went through the Commons, hardly anyone in that debate, apart from Theresa May, I think she was one of two exceptions, even mentioned these provisions in the bill. It was just barely mentioned in debate. And the Tory MPs who'd spent the last sort of year banging on about the end of English you know, liberties from lockdown restrictions suddenly had nothing to say. What they did stand up and go is, oh, we'll fix it in committee. Committee is supposed to be it's the bit between second and third reading of a bill. It's supposed to be the bit where you work through the problems, you come up with amendments, you finesse, you improve. That, In reality, that never, ever happens. It just gets sailed through. And that's exactly what happened here, except that it actually got worse. Pretty Patel started stuffing completely new authoritarian powers into it, including something called a protest ASBO, which could be imposed on people even if they'd committed no crime, even if they committed no crime at all. And that would have given the state the power to control what they put on social media, their ability to meet with other protesters, to organize, to, to create paraphernalia of protests. Now, all those extra provisions got killed in the Lords. They voted against them. And I, 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 certainly for this government was the most extensive series of legislative defeats uh, since Boris Johnson came in. But, but I think it's been for decades. I mean, it, there was almost like a dozen defeats that night. And they can't put that back into the bill because they introduced it at Lords rather than at the common stage. So what's left is the original bill, these original proposals for silencing, for giving Pretty Patel the power to redefine disorder. And that's now bouncing around between the Commons and the Lords. But look, ultimately, the Tories have got a huge majority, right? I mean, that, that's the system that we have. Like, you can fight this stuff, you can try and build up a head of steam, but unless you get backbenchers, Tory backbenchers to come on side, you're screwed. And the last time this went to the Commons, there was only one Tory that was prepared to rebel. Yeah, and that's what you um, uh, wrote in your article in the eye about the, the sort of weak opposition within the party and from MPs who didn't really seek to defend the bill itself. Um, it was one of the main points you made is that they didn't really didn't really seek to defend any specific details of the bill. You know, they were they were trying to support the government, but they they didn't actually mount much of a defence of any specific measures. So it's it's almost yeah, it's almost worse in a way because the this typical just shady activity by the government of getting these provisions and stuffing them in a bill with provisions about sort of um, rape, sexual crimes, uh, provisions against gypsies and travellers, so just just jamming all this stuff together. And then they, when Labour voted against it, they use it in attack ads against them now of saying Labour, you know, opposes hardening the law on rape and, and sexual assault. It's just unbelievably shady behaviour. So all of the debate centred on this other stuff. And then what you get, I was on LBC the other night and I mentioned this and the Tory MP next to me just went you know it was basically saying don't lie that's not in the bill we're not trying to silence protesters I just think it's incredible like not only do you not discuss the contents of the bill but then by virtue of that absence of discussion you pretend that it doesn't even exist even though it's written into the face of the bill I mean as far as lawmaking goes you know I mean you know Theresa May David Cameron Gordon Brown Tony Blair none of these guys were good at putting forward clean tightly worded, concise legislation, but it wasn't as bad as it is now. The machinery of legislation right now is deeply, deeply deceptive. It's interesting you mentioned that, actually, because I was going to bring that up myself, because um, it's something that I've um, written about before, is that there's a <coughs> quite consistent pattern over the last 
20 years, really. Um, in response to the war on terror, a lot of anti-terror legislation as well was is um, was um, it was very worrying and expansive, um, um, and going beyond. Well, anti-terror legislation, you know, it, it, it's it, it's it the way it's posed is it's trying to prevent terrorism, it's trying to prevent this, it's trying to prevent that, but it's also a fundamental attack on our on our liberties. Mm-hmm. So. It, Seems to be quite a severe erosion of liberties over the last fifteen, like the the contingent, the uh, contingent government contingency act, and uh, it it and and the development of a, a surveillance state over the last twenty years. I mean, this, the current state of 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 liberty in this country quite perilous, I would say. Well, there's no res- there's no resistance to that kind of attitude. From the Home Office, I would I would suggest. I mean, look at the way that these guys, you know, for all the laughable nonsense about Boris Johnson being some kind of liberal, look at the way this government uh, went back to basically the ID card scheme um, during yeah. COVID in just the most sloppy, in fact, arguably a more dangerous way than anything that was ever considered by the Blair government. So, I mean, there's always this instinctive push towards sort of unitizing the public and forcing them to give up their details and to prove their right to exist to the state rather than the state having to prove its right to exist to the public. And the the colliery of that, I think, is just unbelievably sloppy legislation. And we've now had that for decades, right? I mean, you... Yeah, like the the investigatory powers bill, the extremism bill, and there's there's a pattern going back a while. So there's lots of precedent now, and it just seems to be... Building and building, uh, and I think part of the problem is that the you get a lot of support in it amongst the amongst the general public. It almost feels like people like you and I. Um, I think if you called yourself a liberal extremist, and I would put myself along that as well, or feel like uh, almost a, a passionate min- minority, really, um, uh, because yeah, I mean, maybe that's a cynical view, but. The, a lot of people seem to have the sentiment of you know you've got nothing to hide you've got nothing to fear and um and 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 that runs through runs through a lot of these laws that that clamp down on liberties that people cherish but don't seem to realize are being eroded if you know what i mean they also don't pay attention to the kind of the minutiae of legislation yeah so yeah. if you can sell legislation as being about pedophilia or terrorism any of these sort of like really key emotive boogeymen you can pretty much put in there whatever you want and what they end up putting up is stuff that they just haven't thought through very well and the council in the civil service isn't writing very well like you take out like labor's ban on extreme porn i mean that legislation basically outlawed sort of all sorts of uh, written books and comics that featured any kind of situation where there was a child around another naked adult. Now, there's obviously plenty of reasonable, respectable scenarios in which that would happen. And you can write the legislation to not include them. I'm thinking of like comics like by Alan Moore, like The Lost Girls. Um, And yet they didn't. They completely failed to write it in that way with that degree of specificity. Now look at what Pretty Patel is doing with the Nationalities Bill, which is a bill on refugees, which criminalises people who help uh, refugees claim asylum. Now, obviously, that criminalises the RNLI and those who go out to help them in boats. Again, you can write the bill in a way that doesn't do this, but it's not. It's sloppy, it's broad, it's a catch-all net to try and criminalise, to, again, 
It's about introducing discretion to the authorities, just like with the police and the protests, to just make it as easy for them at any given moment to lay charges on whatever the hell they like. And on, in the background, you go, oh, don't worry, guys, we're not coming for you. We're not coming for an Adam Moore comic book. We're not coming for the RNLI. But like, well, what fucking guarantee do we have? You're supposed to be passing legislation that is very, very specific and tightly worded. Instead, it's this huge dragnet just to make your lives easier, even if it eradicates freedom at home. Yeah, beautifully put. Beautifully put. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I'm on my second yeah. beer, so it's starting to flow quite easily. <laughs> well, that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? It, it, become, it? it becomes this. Yeah, it becomes a catch net, and people don't realise how how wide it goes. People don't realise. People don't think it's ever going to apply to them. Yeah. Or how it could potentially apply to people. Don't think about the potential. You know, they they always think about the the enemy. How it could apply to the people they don't like or the things they don't like. You know, and you get the hypocrisy. You see this a lot on Twitter as well about, say, for example, the people who support the truckers in uh, in Canada, but um, they 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 don't see how the same. They 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 want they 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 want it. They want the truckers in Canada. They 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 call Trudeau a, a dictator for the way he's dealing with the protesters in Canada, but they call for the same thing for extinction rebellion. Rebellion, you know. Just this inconsistency, and I guess it, it is a difficulty of people not thinking about the, the minutiae of uh, legislation, or or when it is that they're going to come for you. You know, that classic thing. You know, you don't you don't realise when it eventually it's going to affect you. Also, they're treating you for a fool, right? I mean, this is the game. The game is always take a thing that you believe in. Don't you hate pedos? Don't you hate terrorists? You know, and then oh, don't you hate people traffickers? And then that's the sleight of hand. And over here, we do the actual legislation, yeah. which has all sorts of absolutely monstrous gremlins in it. But, you know, there is you can get very far in politics treating people like idiots. Um, and this government is intent on pushing that argument to its absolute extreme. All right. Um, yep. Are we done with the serious? Yeah, bit? we're going to leave the serious bit. Now, I'd just like to say one thing. Um, <laughs> again, Matt, you look like you are done here. <laughs> Now you look just like that's fucking over for you. No, 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 no. I'm fascinated. Um, so, Ian, Ian, <laughs> last time you yeah. came on, you were promoting your book, um, but didn't you release it? You released a new edition with a new forward, didn't you? Did you not? Yeah, well, we had paperback, yeah. Yeah, but it was a new forward nice. about... Yeah, I did a thing on COVID and libertarianism. Yeah, still yeah. worth buying. Anyone who, any oh, yeah, listeners yeah. who hasn't bought it. Not Ian buy the done, shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, What's it called again? Uh, How to be a liberal. Something to do. Yes, That's not, it. It's not, not difficult. How to be a liberal. Yeah. I, I, I did really like the book. And Thanks, I sound like a sick event again. But uh, are you working on anything else at the moment? Uh, I am, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. Not allowed to say. Okay, well, we'll look forward to that. I'm sorry about that thing. It's such a twat. <laughs> and your eye column is out. Yeah. No, no, but you, you can't say you can't say contractual. And you've got an eye column. It's out every Thursday. Uh, Wednesday, yeah. And there's Thursday? a newsletter on Fridays. Wednesday. Of course, Wednesday. I knew that. Sure. Sure uh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, okay, so we've just been having a good old serious conversation, haven't we, Ben? Yep. About... Um, liberalism. Liberalism and shit. And obviously we got um, Ian on to talk about um, comic books, really, but we thought while he was here we should also talk about liberalism because yeah. that's like his thing. Quick he's like check a... in, the state of liberalism, we talked about the anti-protest bill 
Which yes, was... and our quick check-in wasn't actually that quick in the end, no, was it? And, and no. it ended up being quite a long time. We thought, well, let's not let's not cut all of that down to an acceptable podcast length. Let's let's let all of that breathe. Yeah. And we'll have that as its own stand- standalone podcast. Yeah. And the next part, the better part, which was our much more nourishing conversation mm. about comic books, which is much more interesting in my opinion. Yeah. And people should 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 tune in for that. Uh we're gonna release as a separate yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Two parter. Two parter. Part one, part two, yeah, we're gonna split it into two. So I hope you enjoyed part one with our check in how liberalism is doing since we last spoke. And we're gonna move on to Ian Dunt, our passion for comics and uh the comic book world. Yeah. Um, so take care of everyone. See you in a week or so. Thank you. Yes. Keep listening. Listen to the second part. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Got to get better at that, aren't we?